Good morning, Destiny Church. My name is Nazair Rodriguez, and today I will be declaring Psalms 23 over the church. Please bow your heads and close your eyes. Father God, the Lord is our shepherd, we shall not want. He makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside still waters. He restores our soul. Even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we shall fear no evil, for you are with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. You prepare a table before me in the presence of our enemies. You anoint our heads with oil. Our cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love shall follow us all the days of our of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and today we thank you for letting us all get here safely and we thank you for church being able to continue Father God yes God thank you for letting us wake up this morning and thank you for letting us come to this church and thank you for letting us breathe this morning and thank you for letting us we're rich in God, and we and we should love each other. And thank you for this day. Amen. Amen.
to sing this again. All of my fear I will turn into praise. I'll shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance, I will dance out in faith. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. Oh, all of my fear I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance, I will dance out in faith.
you where you're at. He meets us where we're at. He doesn't turn us away because we're struggling. He does not turn you away because you're struggling. He meets you where you're at because he's a good, 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 good father. And we're going to declare that to him, that he has been good to us. He has been good to us. He has been good to us. Come on, Christian.
Father, we serve a father. He says, I'll never let go. I will never let go of you. It doesn't matter how many times you try to leave me, how many times you try to walk away, I will never let go. Nothing can separate you from my love. Oh, oh he's so good. Oh, we love you, God. We thank you, Father. You are so, so good. We are so thankful for your love. So thankful for you, Lord. Father, we're so thankful that you picked us up out of everything we were in, Lord. And you cleaned us off and you pushed us on our way. We thank you. You never left us along the way, Lord. That you were right there to pick us up again and to move us on. Father, we're so thankful. We're so thankful we can worship you today, that we can come and just be in your presence, Lord. So thankful, God. Oh, we love you so much. Oh, you're so good. Come on, Father. We just lift you up this morning. Oh, we just love you, Lord. We just love you, Lord. So, Father, come move in this house, Father. Come holy, continue to move in this place. Continue to bring healing, God. Continue to to work on our hearts, God. Teach us how to love like you, Lord. Teach us how to love like you, to never let go. Come on, holy. Oh, Father, we just love you. And we love you, Lord. We surrender everything to you. You have your will. In this house, have your will in our lives and our families, Lord. We just trust that, Father, you will do the right thing. All in your timing, Lord. And we surrender everything to you. Father, this morning we just give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory in this house. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, y'all. If God showed up big in your life, come on, let's lift up a shout of praise. Lift up your own shout this morning. (laughs) Come on. We serve a good God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Man, we serve a good God. Do me a favor. Find somebody you ain't seen in a bit. Give them an elbow or something. We'll be right back. Love (laughs) y'all.
Good morning, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing? Obviously, you're doing well. Everybody's still talking and hugging. and Yeah, y'all just take your time. It's raining outside. We ain't going nowhere. I ain't even started preaching yet. I'm already letting you know we ain't going nowhere. It's going to be good. Come on. So good to see everybody. Woo. Come on, let's give a shout out to our online audience. Come on, guys. We love you. We thank you for tuning in. Man, we, we know with the weather, spring break, all kinds of stuff. So hopefully everybody's watching online and just, uh, man, we know God loves you and uh, he wants to move right where you're at. So come on, share this link, get it out to everybody. Uh, let them know that God has a word for them this morning. Uh, and look, at, if you're new here, I am DJ along with my wife, Jules. We get the honor to pastor here at Destiny Church. Come on, y'all love Destiny Church? 
Come on, let's give it up. Come on, how about this? Y'all love Jesus? Come on, can we give a shout out for him this morning? He deserves all the praise, all the praise. So, so come on. And there's lots of things going on, everybody. I, I've been getting emails and questions. Everybody's like, is it Palm Sunday? Yeah, uh, uh, sure. <laughs> yes, it is. There you go. This is it. Um, if you're new to the church, do me a favor. Uh, go ahead and fill out a Connect card. We have a, a Connect card for you if you're new. Uh, just let us know you were here. We want to get your information so we can reach out to you, tell you how much we love you. Uh, I want to pray for you. Talk to you a little bit about the church, that's it. We're not going to harass you or anything. Just We don't know uh, that you were here unless you fill out the card. So we just want to spend a little time there. Uh, we have all kinds of stuff coming up this week. Uh, so Monday night prayer, be here at 6 o'clock. Look, it was, it was great. This last We had like 30 people here this last Monday. So come on out, man. God's going to continue to move in that. Um, Tuesday at the table, uh, we love our Tuesday at the table. That's midweek service on Tuesday. Come on out and dive in deeper, man. We have people, you never know who's teaching, but man, I tell you, it is powerful. So God will give a word and it's going to be just for you. So show up on Tuesdays at six. Kids ministry, student ministry. Come on, let's give it up for, <laughs> I'll tell you, man, that is the future of the church, y'all. That is the future generations. It's so important. Drop them off here, six o'clock on Wednesdays. Drop their kids off. And, and if you want to hang out, then we've got a small group right next door uh, on Wednesdays. It's a married group. So it, really good stuff. Um, I know I talk about that group a lot, but it's just because it's easy. It lines right up with everything else. Our young adults meet here on Friday. So if you're 18 to 28, come on out for our young adults ministry uh, right here in the church on Friday, 6 p.m. Uh, and that's kind of what's going on. And if you want more stuff to do throughout the week, just look at all our small groups. It's out there online. Download our apps. Uh, download our app. Uh, go online. You can check everything out. Uh, there, are, there is something for you. You cannot do life alone. Don't try to walk through this world just being filled up on a Sunday morning. Okay, you, you need to be around people. You need to do life with people. You need, you need to get the word all the time uh, filling you up. So, so please don't do life alone. Get connected somewhere. I am excited next week. Um, I know next week's Easter, that's exciting, but man, we're doing baptism next week, so come on, who's excited about that? Look, I am fired up to see how God wants to move in this house, so if you've never been baptized, if it's been a long time and you just said, you know what, it's, it's time, it's time to say, you know, I'm going to make that decision, I'm going to dive right back in, come on in there, because man, it's going to be good, uh, I'm excited, don't worry, the water won't be cold, we're just going to, we're going to be dunking people, people are going to be getting wet everywhere, it's going to be good, um, and it's Easter Sunday, what better day than Easter Sunday, man, I'm fired up. Uh, to, to, to watch this to, this public display and just show people who you love because that's what it's all about. So, uh, man, sign up online. Let us know. You don't have to. I mean, you can just show up and, and jump in. We got clothes. So if the Holy Spirit starts working on you next week, guess what? We have stuff for you. Just jump on in. But if you want to give us a heads up, we'll get a T-shirt for you to take care of everything. Just got to sign up online and let us know. Um, whew, uh, Heart for the House. I want to give you an update on this. Um, you know, we started receiving an offering for Heart for the House, uh, you know, a little while ago because we're getting ready to close on the building, and we needed some extra funds for the closing. Yeah, you can get excited about closing on the building, y'all. So I honestly thought I was going to be able to come up here this week and say, we did it, but the title work, so we're just waiting on that. Hopefully early next week we'll be signing the paperwork and owning this place for generations and generations. So come on. That's, that's thanks to y'all because y'all give faithfully. You, you believe in a vision. You know what God's speaking. Uh, so far we had a $20,000 um, goal and we're at 22200 Come on. I love it when God says, I'm just not going to meet it. I'm going to exceed it. Um, so if God spoke to you about that and you still hadn't had a chance to give, look, it's still out there. Go online. You can still do it. I'm not going to steal your blessing. 
Okay, if God spoke to you and you just haven't had an opportunity or the ability, but God's still moving, man, you can give any time. We just know God's going to keep showing up in a mighty way. Um, yesterday, Yard of Blessing. Come on, who got to enjoy Yard of Blessing yesterday? I am so thankful. Look, I'm thankful for the people in this church that have a vision uh, of what they want to see God do. And, and so whoever got to partake in that and help with that, thank you so much. For those that donated clothes, thank you so much. And I know this is just the start, so we're going to continue uh, to pour into that, and we're going to continue to see how we can bless people not only in our church but in the community. Uh, but it starts with the heart, so I thank you. Nikki, thank you. Um, thank you for a vision. I really do. You don't know who that touched. And here's the good part. Whatever was left over got donated uh, to some places where they can bless people. So you have no clue the, the, the length and the distance and the spread of the blessing. See, we, sometimes we get, we get ideas that we think about everything so locally, and you forget how big God is and what he's going to do with, with a vision he gave you. So I thank God for putting it on your heart. I thank you for being obedient. So thank you so much. Um, that's so good. Uh, today, before we get out of here, like I said, we're going to be here a while because it's raining. There ain't no place. Nobody wants to get wet. So we're, we're doing our spiritual gift test today, uh, spiritual gifts, uh, disc profile test today, right after service. So if you hang out, we have pizzas coming, so we're going to have food. <laughs> That's usually what people are like, I'll take a test for food, come on. Look, there's no pass or fail, so you didn't have to study for this one. Um, we just want to give you some information about your design, why, how God uh, made you and designed you and built you uh, so that you can help start, you know, thinking of ways he can use you. It's, it's hard to be used by God if you don't know how he wants to use you. So we're going to spend some time in that today right after church. So don't go nowhere unless you have to. If you have to, I understand. But if not, hang around. We'll get some food, take a test, uh, get some results, and then we'll determine if you can stay in the church or not. <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm just messing with y'all. Just messing with y'all. Come on. I love you all so much. Um, you're also going to have, we have some sheets we want to hand out. Uh, as you know, we changed our database, so we're updating our database. So we're going to ask you to fill out information today. You can turn it in after the spiritual gift test. You can turn it in before you leave. Fill it out. Just don't fill it out while I'm talking. <laughs> Just mess with you. So, but we want to hand this out. If the ushers can bring them down, please. One per family. We just need, it's all your family's information. What we need to do is update our database. And we want to make sure your phone numbers are right, your, your uh, address is right, that nothing has changed. Sometimes things change and you don't tell us. And we try to reach out and we just don't have the information. So, uh, do, do us a favor, one per family, fill that out. There is information on there that you're like, why do you need to know my birthday? Why? Because we have an amazing ministry in our church that reaches out to people on their birthdays and sends cards and does amazing things. So all that information gets locked up in our computer. We're not selling it to anybody. Okay, so we just need your information so we can reach out to you, we can pray for you, and we know what's going on. So uh, there'll be a pen in the seat back in front of you if you're in the front row. Go to the back row or turn around. you find something. But... They're going to hand those out, so raise your hand if you need one. If you're new here and you filled out a Connect card, that's fine. You can fill that out instead. Um, but, man, are you guys ready to get the word? I want to pray, and we're going to jump into this thing today. I just know God wants to move in a mighty way. So, so, Father, we love you, and we thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for the ability to come worship you this morning. We thank you for this house. I thank you for, for everybody watching online, everybody here. Father, I thank you for those that serve. Father, those that, that, that serve this morning, Lord, those that just poured out their heart. Father, seeking you. We just want more of you, God. So touch my heart. Speak to me, Lord. Let it be all of you and none of me in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen, amen and amen. So, man, I am I'm fired up. We have been in a uh, series called One, and it's been unity. It's all on unity. We started this at the beginning of the year. So this series has been going on for three months. Um, but we went everywhere from 
from what does one, what does unity in the body of Christ look like, but really what's it look like for you first? So we start with a oneness with you and God and what that looks like. How, if you can't become one with God, it's hard to do anything else. So you've got to find a personal relationship, a, a personal want to seek him, to hear from him, to spend time with him, to build a relationship with him. So that's what we started with. And then we tied it into relationships. We tied it into marriage. We tied it into dating. We tied it into pretty much anything I could tie it into. And now we're tying it into unity in the church. And so we've been talking about this for, for about uh, four weeks now about unity in the church. My goal today is to finish up because we've been talking about the vision of the church. Um, because it's hard to have unity if you don't understand a vision. You have to have a vision. And, and this all, it just doesn't apply to the church. Look, this isn't about learning about the church. This is about you um, having a vision for your life. You having uh, a oneness in your life. It, and it could be a vision for your marriage, a relationships, a business. It could be anything. Um, but it starts with a vision. So I want to go back a little bit. I want to go to my go-to verse. This is where I was studying when, when God started opening up the doors for this and just started pouring it on. And it's 1 Corinthians uh, 110, 1 Corinthians 110, I'm reading out of the Passion, and it says, I urge you, my brothers and sisters, for the sake of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, to agree to live in unity with one another, and put to rest any division that attempts to tear you apart. Be restored as one united body living in perfect harmony. Form a consistent choreography among yourselves, having a common perspective with shared values. With shared values. And when I start reading through this, it says, I urge you, you know, and this is Paul crying out to him, saying, I urge you. Uh, but it's for the sake, for his sake. Why? Because it's his name you're representing. We are set apart. God set us apart from everybody else in the world. You're set apart. So it's for his name's sake that he says we need unity. His name's sake that we got to get rid of division. It's for him. And we got to remember that, that this is not about us right here. This is, this is for his name's sake. So it's so important. It says that we need to make a decision to agree to live in unity together, to live in unity together, not only in, in our homes and in our workspaces and our relationships. It's unity in a church, unity in the, the church as a whole. It's unity in, in his church. So amongst all the churches, I'm telling you, we, we get connected so, many, so much with so, so many other churches. It's amazing. Because that's the unity he wants. He, there should be no competition uh, among churches. We're all, we're all on the same team wearing the same jersey. So, so it says we need to make a decision, though. Uh, that's up to us. We're the only one stopping us. You're the only one stopping yourself from, from, from walking in peace, uh, from, from living in unity, from making a decision. Nobody else can do that for you. You have to make a decision to say, you know what? We're going to put, put the vision to rest, and we're going to walk in unity. Um, you need to put it to rest. So what's division? Like I said, here in, in, in this church in, in Corinth, they, were, they had division about everything, from money to who's leading them to all kinds of stuff. So, so there's all kinds of division there. And, and so he says, put the rest of division, and he says, be restored. And be restored means fully equipped. Be, being restored means to, to have all kinds of information and understand your gifts and understand your calling, okay? This, this is what he's saying. You need to be fully restored with information. You know, how important is that today? That, that we understand each other, that we understand culture, that we understand history, that we understand things. We need to be fully equipped to make a good decision to put to rest division in a church. Okay, so that takes us making that and stepping forward. So we need to choose to live in unity. We need to choose to pick Jesus over everything else, over this world. You can't live in both the world and in him. It just doesn't work that way. So you have to make a decision. You choose to love like him, to live like him, and be restored. 
So one of the biggest issues that we talked about so far is in, in a church, what causes division the most is, is a lack of vision. So division comes from a lack of vision. Nobody knows what you're doing, where you're going, why we exist, what we do. So that's why I was like, you know what, it's time to revisit this. It's time to share the vision of the church again so you can understand where the church is going, where God has directed us, where his vision is directing us as a church, so you can decide whether you want to be on board with this vision or not. And the second part is so that you can understand it takes a vision to walk with him. It takes a vision to, 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 to walk faithfully with him. It says where there's lack of vision, people perish. Okay, so you need a vision in your life. So I realized there was too many people that didn't know the vision of the church. Um, and we usually share that when we're in Next Steps class. So that's our assimilation process. It's talking to you about the church. It talks about our leadership. And we've changed everything. So, so everything has been new. And we hadn't been able to do a class because of coronavirus and all that stuff. So what I did is I incorporated it into this last four weeks. So you've been learning about the church, about our gut, how we run, how we operate, um, who we are. We've been talking about that as we go through the vision. So that's important. And we're going to walk through that tonight when we do the spiritual gift test. Not tonight. <laughs> it's going to be a long day, y'all. I'm already talking about tonight. We're going to do the gift test. So buckle up. When I say we got food coming, that might just be intermission. <laughs> come on. <laughs> but no, come on. I, I know we've been doing this for weeks. So the whole point of that is, is so that you can walk out of this getting the information about the church. And then if you've been new here over the last year and hadn't been able, you can make that decision uh, Any time and say, you know what, I want to call Destiny home. I want this to be a place where, where I want to bring my family for generations and generations and generations. So you get to make that choice based on information, based on uh, understanding, based on all the stuff that God wants you to know. Uh, and you have to make that choice. So let's talk about our vision real quick. I'll just cover it. And this is what God laid on our hearts. The Destiny Church is going to be a place of unrelenting love with freedom in the Holy Spirit to worship, pray, and live beyond our own potential. Where God's will, not man's, is done and his infallible word is absolute. Where a multicultural body of believers unite through Christ-centered relationships within our church and throughout the kingdom. Where reaching the lost and making disciples are priorities. And no generation is overlooked or underutilized. And our outreach for Christ goes beyond the walls of the church, lines of the city, and borders of the nation. Okay, that's who we're called to be. That's what our church has been called to do, and that's what we've been living out. Okay, so now we get to talk about it. Now we get to get everybody on board so we can do this thing together. So I'm going to attempt to finish the vision today, which means I'm going to cover a lot. Um, but remember, once again, this is just not about the vision of the church. You need to apply this to your life. You need to figure out how do you take this word and break it down and apply it uh, in a way to, 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 to change how you live, to change how you think, to change how you walk. That's what this is about. So we're going to pick it up with where reaching the lost and making disciples are priorities and no generation is overlooked or underutilized. And then we're going to finish with our outreach for Christ goes beyond the walls of the church, lines of the city and borders of the nation. So I love about this is I know being in the military, every time I've been in the military, every place I've been stationed, every time I've been on a deployment, every time we've gone somewhere, we had a mission. Like you went for a specific mission. Uh, and I believe we're all called to a specific mission in our life. And it doesn't matter where it's been. I've been in places where it's a training mission. You know, I was assigned here. And when you're on Maxwell, it's a, it's a training mission. And when we're on Gunner, it's a training mission. And we're training leaders. And we're, so that's what we're doing. So it's a leadership training mission, and you have to understand the mission so you understand why you're doing things the way you're doing it. Okay, that, that's what we're called to do. It depends on where you go. I've been to places where it was a peacekeeping mission. I, I've been to places where it was a humanitarian relief, where you go in just to bring in relief. 
Uh, I've been in places where it's drug interdiction. You know, we were stationed in Panama, and that was our whole mission down there. Everybody's like, man, we're not flying sorties. No, man, we, we, our job is to get people in and get people out. <laughs> you know, we let the other people do that. So, but, but it was drug interdiction the whole time, so we had a mission. So our mission here at our church is to reach people who are far from God and lead them into a growing relationship with Jesus. So that's our mission. So, so our mission here as a church is to go out and, and, and reach people that are far from God. You're like, yeah, but what about those people that aren't far from God? We're going to reach them too. <laughs> it all fits in the spectrum. But, but our, our mission is to go reach people who are far from God. And sometimes it's just not being far from God. It's like it's people that have never known God, don't even know who he is, never heard about him, or chose never to walk with him. And it's some people that have known God and walked with him and then fallen off and had a bad break and things happen and seasons change and they've gone their own way and now they're lost and they need to find them again. And that's our job. Our goal is to find those people. We're going to seek people who are far from God. So that's our, that's our priority as a body of, of believers. It's our priority to share Father's love with everybody. See, it, it, People think, well, man, I'm supposed to take tracks and go down and just preach to people. On a, you know, I've realized that when I can love somebody, it means so much more. Just love somebody. Then they start asking questions. They're like, man, why you love so much? Man, because I'm loved. <laughs> I love because I'm loved. I love because of what the Father's done for me. Hmm. So it's, I'm telling you, it's, it, it's all that. So that's what we're going to do today. I, I want to talk about about reaching these people and reaching the lost and how we do it because i'm telling you we need them every day and when i say you're lost it means that you just don't know jesus you don't know where to find them every single day of your life and that's so important because he's waiting for you and sometimes we forget we get lost in everything going lost in the chaos we're we are living in a house that is chaotic right now i mean there's drywall everywhere there's dust everywhere and i, I don't like that stuff i'm living in a back room of our house with with six couches and i think it was i was talking to leroy on the phone he was like well man you're living in the good world you got six couches i'm like not when they're in one room it's like you walk in the door and just jump and you land in the middle of a bunch of couches i'm like it's chaotic and you're trying to to and you think about this and you're trying to get in the presence of the lord you seek him every day and your environment changes and you're like whoo lord like i'm used to nothing being there like i can run back and forth <laughs> and now there's stuff there and, and so what it what it taught me really is just how much he loves us that he's like i will make all that void i i i, I will make everything disappear and you're only going to see my face and i'm telling you this morning he was it was a complete wreck in my house it was a wreck with the with everything around it but it was a wreck because i was just staring at his face and he was just whew, wrecking me this morning i told my wife i was going to try to get through this today without crying but man you know i was worshiping this morning and there's that song that says i'm lost without you this is my daily bread. Your very word spoken to me. Your holy presence living in me. Man, that's where you want everybody. We seek people. We want to find people that are lost so they can experience that. So you can experience the love of a father. Man, where he's right there. It doesn't matter how chaotic your world is, what's going on, what's going on with your finances, your family. He is right there loving on you so much that everything else will disappear. And you just see his face. That's what it's about. So, so if, you're, if you want to know, like, well, how do I go out and talk to Jesus or talk to people about Jesus? You know what? Just go share what he's done in your life. Go share what he's doing in your life. It's hard to deny that. Like, like I, I will go cry in front of anybody. <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you, it is so rough. <laughs> but come on, Matthew 4, uh, 18 through 20. 
says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, and they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fisher of men. And they immediately left their nets and followed him. Man, they completely left their identity. It says they were fishermen, but not when Jesus got a hold of them. He says, I will take you out of whatever your identity is, whatever you think that someone put on you when you were a kid, whatever identity you've been trying to walk away from. He goes, I will take that and I will give you a new identity. I'm going to give you a beloved identity, identity that, that is only from me for you, for you to do what I want you to do in your walk, in your life, to meet your destiny. So I don't know what you're walking, what you're carrying with. It doesn't matter what people said about you. Because when you turn to him, he gives you something fresh, something new. He says, I'm going to rename you. I'm going to rename you just like he did with them. Simon, now Peter. Doesn't matter what's been in your past, what you're going through currently. He said, trust in me and I will take you from that. I'm going to take your identity. And that's what they did. They, they, they left what people had called them, what people identified them as. They left them. Hmm. I'm telling you, you can't be the same when he grabs a hold of you. You just can't. When, when he gets a hold of your heart, you cannot continue to do the same thing and act the same way. It just doesn't work. Mm. So he called them to be fishers of men. Not just to follow him, but to be fishers of men. See, a lot of times we, we, we take that for granted and we say, well, thank you, Lord, you just picked me up out of my mess and, and I'm good. And he says, but that ain't it. Like, I'm glad you're good. This ain't about you anymore. Now it's time to be a fisher of men. Now I need you to go out and tell other people about me. I need you to bring them in because they need to have the same freedom you have. So don't just sit around in your freedom and, and say, man, this is wonderful. Look what God's doing. I go to church every Sunday. I love this. I go to work, and I'm not telling anybody about Jesus because I'm, I'm so filled up with him. Look at me. He says, that's not what it's about. He says, I need you to get out there. Tell people about me. That's why I have to be fishers of men. Hmm. Because, look, I'm telling you, he doesn't give you a new name. He gives you a new purpose in life. And don't, don't, don't think your purpose is what you do as a job and what you, n none of that. He said, I'm going to give you a new purpose. Your purpose is to love people like I love people and steer them to me. Come on. Mm. So that's it. We just weren't called to attend church and enjoy a message. It's not what this is about. And we're called to seek the lost. That's what we're called to do. So what are you doing? to help that what are you doing to invite people to church and i say invite look it ain't about church it's not like you you can you can walk somebody and get them in a relationship with christ and you don't need to be in church to do it but there's some people that like i just want to get them to church. that's fine get them to church what are you doing though are you inviting people are you talking to people you see people every day are you using every minute every time you walk into somebody as a divine appointment like god put them in front of you so you could share the gospel with them so you could tell them about Jesus because that's what he wants. That's what we're supposed to do. We're called to do that. that that's, that's the vision of Destiny Church. Okay, that's what we are supposed to do is go out and find people and love on them. I don't even care what church they go to. It ain't about a church. We're all on the same team. I just want them to know Jesus. Mm. So next week's Easter Sunday and everybody thinks that's one of the biggest weekends in all the local churches and and all that stuff. Whatever. 
I'm glad you're going to be here. If you're going to come in here, I'm glad you're going to be here. That's awesome. I'm more concerned about the people that ain't here than I am about you being here. How many people did you walk by that you didn't even let them know that, that you didn't even share with them the love that you experience all the time? Because if we did, I guarantee you the churches would be jam-packed on Sundays. We miss so many opportunities to seek the lost. I'm telling you, he didn't just change our identity just for you. He wants to use you. And you need to obey in that area. You need to listen. So our priorities are reaching the lost and making disciples, though I covered the lost part. <laughs> we're going to go out and reach the lost. We are. That's what we're called to do. Um, but it's just not about filling the seats, I'm telling you. I don't care. <laughs> it's not about filling the seats in the church. It's about having a relationship with people and having them have a relationship with him. It's all about relationships. Okay, and, and, and There's a lot of people who can't be here because of everything going on. doesn't mean they're not loved. doesn't mean they don't love you. There's a lot of people that they can't be here. There's people that work on Sundays that can never get off on Sunday to come to church. It doesn't mean they don't know Jesus. Because I'm telling you, when you get in your spot, <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are. He will reach you wherever you're at, and he'll wreck you. It doesn't matter if you're driving down the road and got to pull over on the side of the road because you can't see nothing because you don't got windshield wipers on your eyeballs. <laughs> you just got to pull over, and that might be your spot that day. Hmm. So how do we reach the lost? Well, we, 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 do, we do a lot of things to reach the lost. And then I'll talk about discipleship. So we do have outreaches in the church. What that means is that, that, that we do outreaches. We try to reach the community any way we can. You know, we reach the lost on Sunday services. You know, this is a way to invite people to church and, and let them see that people love them no matter what. Doesn't matter what they're going through, what they've been through. Just let them feel the love of God. Um, so we can do that. We reach them through small groups. You know how many new people I see in small groups? When I go to people's small groups, and I, I don't even know them, and I'm like, I look at a lot of faces up here, and I have for like 11 years <laughs> that I've actually seen people at, at Destiny Church. And so I know a lot of faces, and when I'll go to small groups, and I just see people I've never seen before. I'm like, hey, <laughs> who are you? And somebody invited them to a small group. But that's the relationship. That's, that's how you start things. So if you enjoy your small group, invite people to it. I had a guy show up in my house just, you know, two weeks ago for our small group. I, I heard someone knock. I said, come on in. He came in. I didn't know who he was. I was like, what's up? <laughs> I heard him pull in because he had a cool Harley. It was pretty awesome. I was like, well, hey, man, I'm DJ. I was, I was just cooking. So I was like, make yourself at home. <laughs> Take whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Six couches, find a seat. We're going to be out there in a second. So. But, you know, we open the doors. That's a huge part of what we do. And, and, and I know that not every church can open their doors all the time, but our doors are always open. And because of that, because of that, we just we meet people, and people are looking, and people need help. And, and I'm going to get into that. But, man, that's outreach to the community when people can walk in and get prayer, man, and get loved on and, and get food and get whatever they need. It's because our doors are open. Okay. Whew. But here's the thing. We do outreach through you. You are our biggest outreach. Your word, your testimony, the way you walk, your character, the, the, the way you carry yourself where you go, the way you pray for people when you run into people, the way the, the, you are the biggest outreach of the church because people see you and they want to know what you have and how you got it. That's why, you know, when I was talking last week about it, I don't even know, I can't remember what I talked about last week, but, and I'm not going to share it again, but the way you walk and the character you walk in, whew, that means a lot because you're representing him. 
Okay, so you are the biggest outreach. I mean, I would say probably most of the people in here probably didn't just randomly show up. I mean, we have people that randomly show up, but I believe a lot of people in here probably were invited at one point. Somebody invited you to church and you showed up and you're still here. <laughs> okay, so, so it's through the word of mouth. It's through inviting people. We do have people that just randomly show up, which is awesome, and we love them. Um, but most of the people are invited. And we're just not in this to see people saved, man. I want to I see people completely wrecked. I want people to walk in and change their entire identity changes. I want to I see someone change so much that you don't even recognize them from the first time you met them. Because God is just doing amazing things in their lives. And we serve a good father. So this is about transformation. Okay, which means you just can't continue to walk in this. And, and when you're this close to him, when you're staring at him every day, you have no, you just can't help it but change. Okay, so, so we're not going to see people walking through the same thing all the time. You won't. There's going to be a correction in their life. There's going to be a change in them. All right? Change the way we think, the way we talk, the way we act. So it's not a quick process. So when I talk about discipleship, discipleship is not just some quick process that you say, well, do you have a discipleship class? Because then I want to get discipled. Now that helps. There's, there's information. Information helps transformation. But you can go through a discipleship class. That ain't it. Like, we are being discipled every single day. Every day I wake up, I'm being discipled. Every day I wake up, God gives me something new and wants me to act more and more like him because we're never going to reach him. Like, we are, we are not going to. So he's always like, there's one more step. And don't ever think you've, you, you've reached it. <laughs> he goes, because I got one more for you. So every step of the way is discipleship. But to me, discipleship, is, we are going to have a class. We're actually building a class right now. That class is, thank you, Nick, Nicole. I got a lot of Nikki's Nicole's around here, but 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 Nicole is, is is really working hard on this. She's been studying this. It's something on her heart. Um, so we will have a class, which I think is great when you have new believers and people just coming and it's good to get information to people. But then it's about doing life together. You know, the best way to discipleship, disciple somebody, walk with them, let them walk with you, eat dinner with them, show them how to act, how to walk, how to talk. That's the best way to do it. It's through relationship. It's through family. That's why he says he has sons and daughters, not just guests. I have sons and daughters, fathers and mothers. It's time to father people. It's time to mother people. It's time to do life together with people. That's what it's all about. So it's not a quick process. It takes time. You're like, that's good. What's a disciple? Okay, I'll define disciple for you. Okay. Hey, I'm, I was there <laughs> like a couple years ago. <laughs> But yeah, by definition, a disciple is a follower, one who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrines of another one. So a Christian disciple is somebody, by definition, is a person who accepts and assists in the spreading of the good news of Jesus Christ. That's, that's the long, drawn-out thing. Okay, well, we don't, just don't spread um, the news through our, our thoughts, and, and it's through actions. So we're going to spread Jesus through how we walk and how we talk and how we do what he wants us to do. So discipleship is a process in which we grow to become more like him. Every single day we wake up with that on our mind. How can I become more like him? And trust me, if you do that every day, you will find something every day that you can start chiseling away off the list. Don't make a list because it gets long. But, but, but I'm a list guy. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, Lord, tell me what you want to fix first. And I'll just go through, through my list. I feel like I accomplished something. With him, my list is going to keep growing. Because he's like, you can always get better, man. 
You can always get just seek me more and more and more. So it's never ending. So it's not just a class. It's doing life with people. And when you do life with people, you see how they respond to situations. You see how they react to situations. When, when you start trusting somebody to spend life with them, it, it teaches you more about him. Because the good part is we're all at different levels in that walk. So it doesn't matter. Somebody's going to come alongside you, and you're going to be further than them in the walk. And because of that, they're, they're going to see something that they would not know how to respond to in life because you're going to let the Holy Spirit operate within you. And, and you're going to respond to a situation differently than they would have. And they're going to be like, whoo, why'd you do that? And you're like, well, that's just what the Holy Spirit told me to do. And then they start learning that I can, I can operate in a, different, a, a whole different level than what you're used to operating in. You just got to get around the right people. Okay, it's about doing life with people. You see that when you're around them. Okay, you can't see that just on a Sunday. I tell you, you can walk in here on a Sunday and, man, hair's done up and everybody looks fancy and, you know, everybody's walking holy from the car to the church and from the church to the car. And then whatever argument you had before you got here in the car, you start it right back up when you get back in the car. I know. I ain't been doing this for, for a long time, but long enough to know. I just know how it is. And it's life. Okay? And I understand you want to put on it, but here's the best thing. Why don't you do life with somebody where when you, if you just wake up and, and they just show up at your house, you're okay with that. Doesn't matter what your house looks like. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. Because we're going to do life together because that's real life. Real life is being able to walk people through what is going on in their life and saying, I'm there. It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't have to give you a three-day heads up for me to come over. <laughs> that's how I'm going to start doing our, you know, fill out those connect cards. I have all your addresses. I just randomly show up. What's for dinner? What's for breakfast? That's how that works. I'm just trying to get a dinner invite. <laughs> Man. <laughs> but yeah so so when i think about discipleship and what it what it means to be a disciple it's all about character it's about how we operate uh it's about personal growth so i believe there are five areas which you can work on that so i'll give you i'll give you a couple things to think about as i rush through these um the first thing is putting putting jesus first in all things that's the first step you know everybody says well what would jesus do yeah put jesus first in everything that you do mark 8 34 through 38 i'm gonna read from the passion so it just added like four paragraphs to it but that's okay mark 8 34 through 38 says jesus had his disciples and the crowd gathered around him so it wasn't just his disciples he had everybody with him and he said to them if you truly want to follow me you should at once completely disown your own life and you must be willing to share my cross and experience it as your own as you continually surrender to my ways for if you let your life go for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, you will, continu you will continually experience true life. So it says right there, for if you let your life go for the sake and for the sake of the gospel, you will continually experience true life. But if you choose to keep your life for yourself, you will forfeit what you try to keep. For what use is it to gain all the wealth and power of this world with everything it can offer you? at the cost of your own life and what could be more valuable to you than your own soul so if you are ashamed of me and my words while living among sinful and faithless people then i the son of man will also be ashamed of you when i make my appearance with my holy messengers in the glorious splendor of my father 
That's deep right there. That last part right there should make you really wonder where you stand. And I'll read it again. If you are ashamed of me and my words while living amongst sinful and faithless people, then, this, then I, the Son of Man, will also be ashamed of you when I make my appearance with my holy messengers in the glorious splendor of my Father. I do not ever want to be in that position where he's ashamed of me. Especially at that moment. So I'm telling you, a disciple needs to be set apart. Okay, you can't be of the world and, and, and of him. I talk about that all the time. That's wavering on a ship, and that's no good. It's no good. Our focus needs to be on the Lord and pleasing him in every area of our lives. We've got to get rid of the self-centeredness and put on Christ-centeredness. That's what we need to do. And you're like, yeah, that sounds hard. Well, it's a process. good part is it just starts with him. Once you let him in, he'll start working on you. Once you let him in, he'll continue to tell you. It doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't mean you're perfect. You don't have to wait. There are so many people that think they have to wait to be perfect before they go to him. And he's like, I don't want perfect people. I want you. The way you are. The way you look. The way you act. The way you talk. I want you. That's how much he loves us. So the second thing you need to do is follow his teachings. Who's? Jesus' teachings. So in John 8, 31 through 32, it says, To the Jews who, who had believed him, Jesus said, if I, told, if I hold, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Hold to his teachings. Read his word. You need to be obedient. We need to be obedient believers obedient doers of the word not just hearers of the word and it is so easy to hear a word on sunday it's so easy to pick up the bible and, and read it and go yeah i don't know if that applies to this situation it applies to every situation okay so, so we need to be doers of the word just not hearers and readers of it so obedience is the supreme test of your faith in god can you be obedient and that's tough there's going to be seasons in your life where that really pushes you to the edge. That's what he's for. And that's why you're surrounded with people that love you. That's why you're in groups. That's why we do life together. Because you're going to hit that moment where you're like, this is tough. And if you're by yourself, guess what? <laughs> you're, going, you're going to sink back into whatever you thought you, you, you should do. But when you're around people that you trust, that you can open up to, that you can communicate to, that you, that you can say, hey, man, I'm struggling with this, and allow them to pour into you, that's where it all changes. That, that's how we work together. When I look at this, you want an example of perfect obedience? Jesus. Just read everything of how he had to obey. You know, he lived on earth in complete obedience all the way up until the cross. You know, we talked, you know, I joked about Palm Sunday, but, you know, if you read what they, what that relates to is the fact that this is the week it all started. Like he wrote in, on a donkey and this started the beginning of everything he went through this was the hardest hardest week of his life is what he's getting ready to walk through because he was all man and all god he could feel everything so everything he's about ready to go through and and his father's not letting him go not letting them go he even begged he prayed and he said nope 
Because I don't know if you could imagine that as a father, handing over your son to that. Even when he's begging to you to take it away. So this week we're going into, they call it a holy week. They call it, you know, all, eh, read up on it. Because this, is, this was the absolute hardest week of his life. So as you enter into this this week, just consider that in your prayer time. Consider that. Consider that, that what you're walking in is nothing compared to what he walked in. And he was doing it for you, each and every one of you. So I'll go back to my, my all for that one. When I say follow his teachings, it, it goes back to my favorite saying, read his, read his word and do what it says. That's obedience. Read the word, do what it says. The third thing you need to be is fruitful. Fruitful. John 15, 5 through 8. says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So you want to be a disciple, that's part of it. Showing the fruit. And some people think this is like, oh, you're talking about like the gifts of the Spirit? No, we're going to talk about that later. This is not the gifts of the Spirit. Um, it has nothing to do with that doesn't matter how many people you win to Christ how much you can prophesy it doesn't mean any of that doesn't mean how well you can play the keys and sing or the drums or any of that doesn't doesn't matter how much you get out there and greet people or none of that that's not the fruit he's talking about because Jesus warns us in Matthew 7 21 through 23 says not everyone who says to me Lord Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And many of you will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. So don't get caught up in the gifts. Don't get caught up in just doing stuff, God, that you think God wants you to do because he gave you a gift. It's all about relationship. It's all about him. It's all getting to know him, spending time with him. So he's talking about the different fruit. He's talking about the fruit of the Spirit. You want to see fruit in your life? Well, man, you should be able to look around at people you touch and see fruit. But, but here's the thing. You know, he's talking about all kinds of stuff from love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. There's some fruit. That's right. Come on. So what are you displaying in your life? If you're a true disciple, a true believer, you should be seeing the fruit in your life. And you're like, oh, I can do all those things. Love, joy, really? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. That's the toughest one right there. How do you stop yourself from doing stuff that yourself wants to do? <laughs> That's a tough one. Come on. So our job is not to produce fruit, though. See, don't, don't, you're not trying to produce fruit. Your job is to abide in him. And when you obey him, guess what? The Holy Spirit produces fruit for you. 
So you don't got to be worried about, well, how do I make myself peaceful? And how, how do I? No, you don't have to. You find him. You seek him and the Holy Ghost will come in and wreck you. And all of a sudden the fruit just comes. You're like, why am I kind? <laughs> why didn't I yell at that person? Like, Lord, what are you doing to me? Why am I crying when I talk? Look, I'm telling you right now, I had neck surgery. They put a female bone in my neck. I'm telling you right now. They fused that thing in there, and I cry all the time ever since that surgery. I don't get it. I got some kind of female bone in my body. For real. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm just saying that as, you, as you're, you're more obedient, as, you, as your walk comes closer to him, man, things are going to change in your life. You know, you can't be doing the same thing. It just, it's not feasible. That's not the math. It doesn't work that way. When you surrender to him and obey him, things change in your life. Okay, and you're going to see that. So we should see fruit. So you need to really sit down and go, where's the fruit in my life? Am I the same as I was when I walked in the door? Two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago? Because guess what? It's never too late. It doesn't matter. There's people been going to church for... 30 years, no fruit in their life. It's not about going to church. <laughs> it has nothing to do with how often you walk in this door. Okay? So it's a personal relationship, obedience with him. All right, the fourth thing is the character should be a love for others. We talk about love all the time, so I'm not going to harp on love. I do like to talk about love, though. So John 13, 34 through 35 says, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know you are my disciples, if you love one another. Now, he's just not talking about, about loving people that, that are outside the door, like just random people. He's also talking about people that are in the church, about believers, about disciples. You're like, oh, that should be easy, really? How many complaints and gripes do you have in a church? People can't get along. That's the worst says love one another if you're a disciple that should be showing up in your life that's why our culture is love here we're going to love everybody that walks in the door that's why we start late every sunday it's not because of me because y'all loving on each other that's right and i'll never shut that off we could do that for hours i only listen to production they tell me when to turn it on it's their fault <laughs> So here's the thing, love's not an emotion, it's an action. I mean, we choose to love. So it's just a choice. You can choose to love every person that walks into every person you run into. It doesn't matter what they're going through, what they've been through. It doesn't matter what they did to you. You can choose to love them. That's what's going to set you apart. That's what's going to make you look different. But man, we can hold some grudges. We can get offended. All that stuff. You got to let it go. You got to choose love. There's no room for hate when you choose love. So number five is evangelism. Reaching and discipling others. You're like, oh, I have to do that? That's, that's a character uh, of being a disciple. So Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says, Then Jesus came to them and said, 
all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So he's telling them, teach them everything I commanded you. Everything. Remember his disciples, he was walking with them. They did life together. Like, like they, they, were, they were starting a fire together. <laughs> and they were waking up together. They were doing life together. Good times and bad. So how do we do that? We are supposed to share our faith. We are, yeah, you know what? The best way to do it is to share your testimony. There is power in a testimony. It doesn't matter how mature you are. You know, I tell you what, some of the most enthusiastic, celebrating people I know are new believers. Because they just get wrecked and they're like, I don't know what happened, but, but I'm not the same person I was yesterday, so you need to come to church. <laughs> people are like, where do you go to church? I don't even know, man. I can't even give you the address. I just know I'm changed. Like, what's the Bible say? I don't even know. I don't even own a Bible, man. It's on the screen. <laughs> I read stuff on the screen, but I'm telling you, there are so many people that, 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 that are new in Christ, and they're the most powerful evangelists you can get because they know it and they feel it. Because I tell you what, some of you out there, you ain't felt it in a long time. Because you're like, yeah, that all happened to me 30, 40 years ago. You forget that power. You forget how powerful that moment was in your life and how God continued to wreck you throughout your life. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget how awesome that is. I'm telling you, you wake up every morning and you're eating on a word and he just starts wrecking you every single day. And not because he says, I want to remind you of your past. It's because I want to show you how much I still love you. Like that wasn't a one time thing, man. He goes, I love you every day, every step. I don't care how good you get, I still love you. Mm. Some people just don't think they're smart enough to do that, but you don't realize the power you have of just sharing what he's done. You know, it's so... It's... To me, it's so much easier for me to walk up and go, oh, man, I, I, I can tell you this, that I was a wreck and I was a bad person and I, could, I was a, had a drinking problem and I had all these things going on in my life, and now I don't have that. And all I can say is that this is the person that led me from that. Well, let me meet him. Good, his name is Jesus. Um, love to invite you to church sometime. Or let's sit down. I got a Bible right here. See, there's easy ways to do it, and that's hard for some people. Trust me, when I first came to church, it, I... I was like, I didn't own a Bible. I think I found one that I got when I was a kid. I never read the Bible. I didn't realize that I could just go out and tell people what I was doing a week earlier and what I ain't doing anymore just because of his love. So 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. There's a lot of people who think you can go out there and you got to preach the word and you got to tell people, turn or burn. He just says, look, man, do it with gentleness and respect. And just tell them the love of a father. Just tell them how much you feel loved every day you wake up. And then people want to know. 
You don't have to. It's not like you're trying to get them into social studies in high school. People want to know this. I'm sorry. There's probably a history major somewhere. <laughs> Brandon's not here. I'm good. <laughs> oh, the other Brandon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the power of the tongue is so good. Oh, man. So we're always reaching the lost and making, the disciple and making disciples. That's our goal. Those are our priorities as a church. But then we can't forget that, that no generation is going to be overlooked or underutilized. I'm telling you, no, no generation. God can use you no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are. And we're going to be a church that allows that to happen. Come on, you've been seeing it. You saw Nis and Nini up here praying this morning. And you saw Isaiah preach the word. Come on, you saw Jalen up here praying. I'm telling you, it, whew, the faith of a child is amazing. And sometimes that just needs to be all over us. We should be dancing like them, worshiping like them, praying like them. You need to get some of that on you. If that means you got to go work in the children's ministry, go work in the children's ministry. <laughs> and I'm telling you, the kids at Destiny, they're on fire. And we're not going to stop them from growing. Because whatever we allow them to do now, they're going to continue to carry that on. It's not here. It's just not a Sunday thing. I'm telling you, I see these kids. They're doing it throughout school. They're doing it everywhere they go. They're praying for people everywhere they go. They're on fire. They, they love Jesus. They love the Father. And, 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 and if you're going to catch anything in church, I hope it's that. I hope it's that. You need to start walking like a child. Jeremiah 1, 6 and 7 says, Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I'm too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you. I will rescue you, declares the Lord. I'm telling you, he is with you. He's going to send you. He's going to have a divine appointment and put somebody in front of you. And this ain't even just talking about age. This is talking, you could be young in the, in, just young in him. And he says, don't be scared. I will give you what to say. I'll, like, I will help you say whatever I want you to say if you lean on me. But we get so scared about what if someone says they don't want to come to church? <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it ain't because I didn't ask. <laughs> Walk free from that one. Come back to him tomorrow. Don't give up. <laughs> just try another approach. I'm telling you, it's just, oh, it just doesn't matter how old you are or young you are. God's going to use you. And we're going to help you find a way to make that happen. You know, 1 Timothy 4.12 says, Do not let any, anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and purity. Man, it doesn't matter how old you are. And we're going to open that up where we're going to allow these kids to do what they're supposed to do. We're going to allow the next generation to do what they what God's calling them to do. We're not going to put that fire out, y'all. So they're going to be up here worshiping up front. Shoot, if I can get them up here on stage worshiping, they'll be playing instruments with it soon. It's, it's going to be good. We're going to see what God wants to do with them. And our outreach for Christ goes beyond the walls of the church, the lines of the city, and the borders of the nation. Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. 
and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What he's saying is in the city, in the nation, in the world. That's what he's saying. It ain't just I'm supposed to come to church and talk to people it's in, or just at Walmart. It's everywhere. God wants our church to be everywhere. He wants you to be everywhere. So not just in the church. We're called to our cities. We're called to the nation. We're called to the world. And that's what we do. That's where our outreach goes as a church. So in the church, what do we do? Just so you know, in the church, we do all kinds of stuff. I'm telling you, the way we reach people in our church, uh, we're there for everybody in any way we can. If it's benevolence, if it's helping people with paying their power bills, we're, we're going to love on people in the church. We are, but we're going to love on people outside the church too. But we do all kinds of things. I started making a list. Yard of blessing, that's inside the church. How we reach people inside the church? Yard of blessing. How we reach people? Small groups. How? We do weddings here. We do funerals here. You know, everything you can think of inside this church, we do it. And then in the city and surrounding areas, so what have we done and what are we going to continue to do? Back to school. If you remember back to school last year, we went down and we just started handing out $25 gift cards to people, trying to bless them, invite them to church, told them Jesus loves them. You know, bread of life. You know, every week we go and feed people in need. Every single week. So we come up, make food, and then take it to them the next day. So this is our city. Welcome Center. We pour into the Welcome Center in Millbrook. So if you hadn't been there, it's like the third Thursday of every month. We still do it. We show up down there, and we help them put food in. And everybody that's in need, we help them move the food into their cars. We help them organize all that stuff. We give to them. I'm telling you, it, it, wh- whatever you think of as a church, I don't know. I just put it this way. We give over 10% of everything that comes into this church. We give it out to people. So we give it to ministries. We give it to bless people in our communities. We give it to, to do whatever God wants to do with it. And it's in our city it's in our church it's in our nation and it's in the world so we do a target interfaith um, we even help other churches in the area pastor j and d we pour into the house of prayer and they just started a church in montgomery so guess what that's how we're reaching other areas child evangelism fellowship we just poured into that we try to give to these things um, this is a, a a thing where they get the child evangelism in school so we pour into that our doors are open to everybody in the area whenever they come through. doesn't matter where they're from. Nationally and globally, Kingdom Footprint, organization that, that connects pastors to pastors and, and deal with missionaries all over the world and connects pastors to them. Freedom Ministries, that's Brother Bo and what they do. So we support them down in Mexico. We have Vibrant Church down in Florida. That, that, that we support to help spread the gospel down there. Living Waters Ministries. We do, um, where we're reaching people in Living Waters, the, uh, ministries that, that reach out and hit everybody. Hurricane Relief. We, we've gone all over the place for hurricane relief. We've gone down to Florida. We've gone, I'm telling you, we've gone down to Lower Alabama. As a church, I'm just telling you these things so you can see that we have our hands in a whole bunch because we're going to do what the Bible tells us to do. And so what's that look like in the future? It means we're going to be doing missions and we're going to get in the mission field and we're going to hit, hit it globally and we're going to hit it nationally and we're going to hit it in the city. That's what we're called to do. You know, we were supposed to be in Mexico this year. That was going to be our first mission trip to Mexico. But because of COVID, everything got canceled. We weren't scared of COVID. We were just getting scared of staying in Mexico for all that time. 
They said, they're going to lock us up if we come in and get it. I was like, man. It's like, we ain't going to do that right now. So we're going to go back. We plan on doing that this year. This, as soon as the CDC lets us, you know, back out of the country and into the country, we're gone. So I love what Matthew 25, 34 through 40 says. Matthew 25, 34 through 40. It says, then the king will say to those on, on the right, on his right, come, you you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did, you, when did we see you hungry and feed you and thirsty and give you something to drink when did we see you as a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you when did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you and the king will reply truly i tell you whoever did you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine you did for me you don't even see it when we open the doors that stuff happens and I start looking at things, and I start piecing things together. You know, Brother Don came in here. I tend to think sometimes, who is this man, and why did God drop him off in our church? And he came in and said, I don't have any family. I don't have any food. I don't have a place to take a shower. And we didn't kick him away. We just said, come on, let's help you out. And he grew family here, and now he's gone. And he's doing where his original destination. And sometimes I look at stuff, and I go, all right, Lord, was that a test? Because we ain't going to fail the test, I promise you. But that man left so filled up, knowing he has a family and a place to come back to. Now, this is what it's about. Because you never know. You never know who's standing in front of you. You never know who's asking you for something. Because, man, it, it is all his. <laughs> we don't own anything. You need to understand that. We don't own anything. It's all his, and he just gives it to us and lets us play with it. And when he wants it, he'll take it. It's all his. No, that's right. Come on, talk back. So we're called to make a difference in Jesus' name. Ready? <laughs> I told her I was going to give her a signal. <laughs> Everybody's like, give me a signal, and it's time to come up. And I said, I'm going to do, do something. Pretty subtle. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I read that verse, and it, it just wrecks me because I never know who I'm spending time with. I truly believe that, that, that there's many times we walk in his presence, and we don't even know it. And I never want to be that one who gets accused of not doing the right thing. So we're going to make a difference in our church. We're going to be a church that helps. We're going to be a church that makes a difference not only in the city but in the world. Because that's who we are. This is the vision God gave us. That's what we're supposed to do. And it's not always easy. And that's not always easy to explain. <laughs> but man, if you just love people, <laughs> all this, man, if you could just love people, this, all this stuff is easy. 
So Destiny Church is a place of unrelenting love with freedom in the Holy Spirit to worship, to pray, and to live beyond your own potential. Where God's will, not man's, is done, His infallible word is absolute. For a multicultural body of believers unite through Christ-centered relationships within our church and throughout the kingdom. We're reaching the lost and making disciples our priorities and no generation is overlooked or underutilized. And our outreach for Christ goes beyond the walls of the church, the lines of the city, and the borders of the nation. That's who we are. So if you can remember all that and tell people that when they want to know how is your church, just say we love people. <laughs> we love people. That's what we're going to continue to do. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you're going through, Sometimes we get people that are just passing through, and sometimes we get people looking for a home. Sometimes God will send us people just so we can launch them out in other places. <laughs> so good. So good. But when we're open to that, when we're open to saying, Lord, whatever you want, we'll do, and he'll use us. He'll continue to use us in a mighty, mighty way. Like I said, this isn't just about us. It's about you. When you say yes to him, when you say, God, I'll do whatever you ask me to do, look, that's all it was with me. I just said yes. That's when he started wrecking me. I'm telling you, it's, I just said yes. When you say yes, things will start shifting in your life. He's going to challenge you. He's going to throw some stuff at you. He's going to say, trust me through it. you got to be obedient. you got to do what he asks you to do. But man, that gets easier and easier every day. Easier and easier every time we seek him. Amen. Did y'all get something out of this today? Come on. So I want to pray with y'all today. So we'll just bow our heads. I just want to pray. So Father, we love you, Lord. Oh, we love you so much. We thank you for that love. We thank you for your grace and mercy in our lives. We thank you we're not walking where we used to walk, talking the way we used to talk, Lord. Father, we're just so thankful for that. God, teach us how to be like you. Teach us, Lord. Teach us how to love. Teach us how to to talk like you, Lord. Teach us how to love like you, walk like you. God, use us. Use us, Lord. Put people in front of us, each and every person in here, Lord. Give us the courage to just, man, talk to them about you or invite them to church or do something to get them connected. Father, we don't want anybody going through what we used to go through. We want everybody to experience what we're experiencing. And it's not about us. It's about your kingdom, Father. So, Father, use this church. Use us here, God, in everything you do. Father, use us not only in this city. Father, in this nation, in this world. Father, I ask you to touch the hearts in this room for those people that want to do that, those people that are seeking that, those people that that, that have that that gift to want to go and share the gospel around the world. So, Father, we can send them, Lord. Father, I ask you to open up our eyes and teach us how we can learn our gifts and our our passions and, and how you made us, Lord. Father, let us understand that everything we went through in life, although not created by you, will be used by you. Because God, my testimony will speak to people that went through what I went through. And that's the power of our testimony, Lord. 
Father, I ask you to give people courage to talk about what they've been through, what God brought them through. Because there's no shame in that when God wrecked you and brought you out of it. So, Lord, I ask you to give us courage in that area. Father, we just need you. And we love you. And I want to pray right now, Father, for those that, that have never, never committed their life to you, never said, I want you to be my father and do it those people that don't have a relationship with you, Father. Those people watching online, those people in this room that they're just, they're just not sure. But Father, we are sure of one thing, is that, that we are human and we make mistakes and we sin, make bad choices. And Father, we know that your word says that when we sin, the price of sin is death. Father, we're so thankful that you sent your son down to pay that price that Lord we won't have to so Father I ask you to you already know it so Father I ask you to search the hearts in this room because when they give your heart their heart to you Lord you pay that price for them so they don't have to pay that price somebody's going to pay the price that's what you said somebody has to pay that so Lord I just ask this morning that you touch the people in here Lord if they if they don't have a relationship with him and they want to start one, Lord, we want to be here for them. We want to walk them through this. We want to help them start that process off, Lord. Could be somebody who's, who's walked away from the Lord. They knew you. You still know them, but they, 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 they want to get reconnected with you and they want to, they want to start by making and declaring that and, and making a decision. It might be today. It might be in baptism next week. But, Lord, we're going to ask you to speak to them. Bible says in Romans 10, 9, 10 that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Saved from what? Saved from death. Which means you don't have to pay the price of your sin. So it says you have to declare it with your mouth, but you really got to believe it in your heart. You really got to surrender to him and believe that he's there with you all the time. And you can never do anything to separate his love from you. So we're going to say a prayer as a church. If there's anybody in here, man, anybody in here that wants to receive Christ, I'm not going to call you out. You can raise your hand. I just want to know who I'm praying for. Give you that opportunity to raise your hand. Anybody online, you guys can pray online. But we're going to say a prayer together as a church. So just repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I need you. Kept you out of my life for too long can't do it on my own change me come into my life be my savior wreck me I know you died on the cross and then you rose again just for me so today I surrender my life to you in Jesus name amen come on let's put your hands together somebody said that prayer Somebody said that prayer. Somebody online, somebody in this room for the first time, and God, God wants to do a mighty thing in you. If you said that prayer, please don't leave without letting us know. Let us know on a uh, Connect card. Fill that out. Let us know you made that decision. We have resources for you. So we, we have some stuff we want to give you. We want to talk with you. We want to reach out to you. We want to talk to you about the next step. And guess what? Next week is baptism. Man, that's so important. That's the very next step is baptism. So, so you don't even have to wait that long. You, look, I, trust me, if you want to get it right now, I'll take you somewhere. There's water somewhere. 
But I'm telling you, if you can wait till next week, we, we're going to do it right up in here. So, so don't miss that opportunity. Yeah, we'll go ahead and do it in the mud puddle. I don't care. Um, but man, I just know that, that, that God loves you. He loves you so much. And he wants you to share that love with other people. So I look forward to seeing everybody next week. I thank you guys for your attention today. I'm going to turn it over to Kevin. Don't forget, we're not going, after Kevin gets done the next 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> don't forget, we're not going anywhere. Y'all heard him, y'all heard him. Uh, we do have food coming. If you want to stay and take the spiritual gift test, we're going to do that right after service, as soon as we clear out the sanctuary and all that stuff. But I love y'all. I'll see you next week. Woo, I'm so excited. I get 20 minutes. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Um, I'm not a baseball person. I'm a soccer person. I don't, nah, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I'm just so thankful. This is the time in our service where we give. Uh, you know how Pastor DJ was talking about Destiny Church. I love that Destiny Church is a church that loves to give. <sighs> Seriously, I, I, I'm, I'm so in love with you guys. And I know God is so in love with you guys. He loves every single one of you. Uh, and if this is your first time here today or your second time, I don't want anybody in this room to feel pressured to give. Seriously, don't feel pressured to give. Uh, here at Destiny Church, we just believe that giving is worship. We believe in giving with all of our heart because we're grateful, grateful, grateful. Uh, I was going to share some verses and stuff, but, I, you know, Pastor DJ already took care of that. And I was like, you know what? All right, Pastor DJ, you've taken all my verses. Fine. Um, but I was talking to Pastor DJ this week, and I've been, I've been studying some stuff about early Christianity and uh, there was just this story that really really wrecked me and I shared it with our teens with our teens on Wednesday night uh, and you know it, it, it really did wreck me I had to get on my knees I was telling Pastor DJ and, and Crystal I was telling her uh, my wife um, that it just wrecked me I had to get on my knees uh, and the reason for it is the more you read on what happened to the early Christians the more it just breaks you and we have, a, you know, a lot, not you guys, but a lot of people have a hard time giving 10%. Not even, let's not even say 10%. A lot of people have problem giving, period. And back then when you were a Christian, they would take, the Roman government would take everything from you. Oh, you're a Christian, well, give me everything now. And if you're a poor Christian, then we're just going to make you a worker until you die. Seriously. And guess what? They were lining up in droves. They were saying, I want that guy named Jesus. It's crazy. <laughs> mm, it's crazy. But God is so good. Here at Destiny Church, we love to give because our God is so Go, go ahead and bow your head and you guys can do me a favor and stand to your feet I don't know what it is about standing to our feet I just want to stand to our feet and I don't know 
And I want you guys to stretch, uh, if you can, stretch your hands open. and Because I'm just hearing, you know, I, I hear... What I'm hearing is there's an open heaven. That's what I hear. There's an open heaven. Oh, Father God, we just thank you this morning. We thank you for your love and for your mercy and for your grace. Father, we thank you that we get to give to you, Father. Oh, how the angels wish they could give to you, God. Oh, how the angels wish they could give to you, Father. Oh, Father, we choose to give wholeheartedly this morning, Father. God, and I ask you in the name of Jesus right now, Father. <laughs> oh, I ask that you would let it rain in this place. Mm, hallelujah. I ask that you would let it rain in this place right now, God. Oh, let your love pour out, God. Let your grace be poured out upon them, God. Let your goodness and your favor be poured upon them, God. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, come and have your way. Holy Spirit, come and just fall all over them. Holy Spirit, fill them like never before. Breathe your life, God. Oh, God, I, I command the wind from the four corners of the earth, God, as your servant, did and in the name of Jesus I say to fill these dry bones in the name of Jesus fill your people up right now God whole breath go in them right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I speak life I speak life and life and abundance right now for every family represented here today in the name of Jesus. Mm, sickness, you have to go in the name of Jesus in this place. Come on, I want to hear some Christians praying in this place. Sickness has to go in the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you, God. Oh, hallelujah. I know that there's nothing more that the devil is scared of than a church who is willing to pray for a church who is willing to call on the name of the Lord. Oh, God, we call on the name of Jesus right now. Everything has to bow at the name of Jesus. Sickness, you have to bow. Cancer, you have to bow. Diabetes, you have to bow. Right now, high blood pressure, you have to bow at the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Finance issues, you have to bow at the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus. Devil, you have to let it go in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Holy, 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 holy. Oh, God, we just give you praise. Oh, we worship you this morning, God. We worship you with our giving, and we worship you with our time, and we worship you with our mouths, God. We worship you, Father, in the name of Jesus. You are good, God. You are good, God. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you. Lord, I thank you for your people who are called by your name, who are awesome and love you and love to give. God, I thank you for them, Father. Thank you, God. I bless them in the name of Jesus, God. I declare that wherever they go, Father, your angels will be with them, God. And wherever you go, God, they will have supernatural favor, God. Favor, God. Favor, God, in the name of Jesus. People will ask, what do they have? I need to have what they have. And they will say, it's Jesus. 
In the name of Jesus, God, I just declare it over them, God. I bless your people, God. They are your people, and we bless them in the name of Jesus, God. We thank you. Oh, and the church says, amen. Come on, put your hands together. Woo, thank you, God. Hey, listen, the ushers will be at the doors. Uh, like Pastor DJ said, we're not leaving if, well, I mean, we're not, we're not closing. It's not a closing. Y'all can leave if you want to, but uh, we'll be doing that spiritual gifting test, and we will have food. Uh, but if you need prayer for any reason, listen to me. I, I really do believe there is an open heaven right now. So if the prayer partners can come up here, if you need prayer for anything, I know we have a lot of things planned out, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, if there's something you need, there's somebody you need prayer for, if there's something that you're saying, God, I don't know what else to do, come up here and receive prayer. There is an open heaven. And it's, it's not them, it's Jesus. He's up here. <laughs> it's Jesus. He's up here. If you need open prayer, if you need prayer for anything, come up here. I love you guys. God bless you. And I hope I see you guys in a couple minutes.